picking up here in discipline. Um, this is going to be part two of discipline to live discipline. Uh, the quote that I gave uh, to start us off, we started in Hebrews 12. We're going to read. Yeah, Hebrews 12. We're going to read that here in just a second. Uh, but the quote the Lord spoke to me, uh, not audibly, just in my spirit, was discipline is either given or it is implemented. So either either you will be disciplined by somebody or you will implement disciplines on your own within yourself. So I, want, I don't want to always be disciplined by somebody. Uh, I don't always want to be disciplined by God. Uh, you know, God loves us and he raises us up, but it's not always him having to uh, discipline us. We should be developing a disciplined lifestyle. So let's read this out of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3. For consider him that endured such a contradiction. Let's start in verse 2. I like the verse above it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Yet you have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation uh, which speaks unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he received. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as a son, but what son in whom the father chastens not? But if you are without chastening or chastisement, whereof all partakers, then they are bastards and not sons. So if you don't, if you're not chastened by the Lord, uh, you know, rebuked and disciplined, put in place, you're not his son. You're not his child, son or daughter, if you're a woman, um, because those are the only two genders that are on the planet, just FYI. Um, but if you're a son or you're a daughter, <laughs> then y- it, you are chastened by the Lord and, and you should receive that with gladness because that will mature you and grow you up. But we shouldn't always have to be chastened by the Lord. He shouldn't have to be the one that disciplines us and gets us to a place where we have to be chastened all the time. We should start taking that responsibility onto ourselves. As it says here, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Well, if he, if he authored it and started it and he intends to finish it, we should finish it. We should finish what we start. So uh, yesterday, just to recap for a, sp- a split second, uh, we talked about Acts uh, in the book of Acts where Paul uh, uh, had, a, had a dramatic experience on the road to Damascus and was kicked off of his horse. He was made blind and Jesus had to turn him around himself and say, Paul, you're going the wrong direction. Paul gives his life to the Lord and then begins serving Jesus for the rest of his life. But that encounter where he, he, he gets knocked off his horse, a bright light shines, uh, Jesus speaks to him directly, his eyes go blind, he's got to have prayer by Ananias, all these things happen. This is the form of, of chastening or uh, of the Lord re- rebuking Paul because he was living contrary to the way he was supposed to be. And then we read through that from there. He was filled with the spirit. He lived a disciplined life. 
and now he's you see that the 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 I mean, three quarters of the entire New Testament in our Bible was written by Paul the Apostle. So he lived this disciplined, very, very, uh, very crucial life. And then in 1 Corinthians 9, let's recap this for a second. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we may not get through everything today either. This may be a three-parter or a four-parter or whatever the case is, but that's fine with me. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we read in... uh, all the way down in verse 27, uh, Paul said, well, let's read up uh, in verse 26. Therefore, I run thus not as uns- with uncertainty, thus I fight not as one who beats the air or wastes time or does something to no avail. Verse 27, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. So Paul after this major experience, he has learned to uh, discipline his life. He he lives very disciplined. He lives very uh, radically for God, and has become getting gotten to this point where he has uh, become a severe Christian, a severe believer, and lived a very disciplined life. Uh, God wants the same thing for you. God wants the same thing for me. That's why Paul was writing this in his letter. Uh, it was intended to the Christian, to the believer, to live a certain way and to to understand how he lived so that we could replicate that in our own lives, to be severe, to be continual and, and put effort in. So I want to read now out of 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. I'm, I'll probably read out of the... Um, I'll probably read out of the... New King James and then the Amplified. So let's look at those here. But we're definitely not going to get through everything I want to today. Um, There's so much in this. And even today I wrote more down, uh, got more revelation on some things. Um, But let's turn into uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 6. says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given you a spirit, given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. Let's read this out of the Amplified. This will help you. It'll amplify this and give you some good revelation. That is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of fan the flame of and keep burning the gracious gift of God the inner fire that is in you by the means of laying on of my hands with those of the elders uh, at your ordination. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice of craven and cringing fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm, well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. So this is what the developed, matured Christian becomes in the body of Christ when we have, um, when we, but the Bible says to, to stir up or rekindle the embers of a fire. So this tells me, listen to this now, if we have to rekindle a fire that's within us that we've received through the, the work of Jesus, through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if we have to rekindle that fire, do you understand what rekindling a fire means? So you know, when you rekindle a fire, there's, there was, there are sparks or there is a, there is a 
remembrance of something that used to be there within you, within, you know, take it in a very natural sense. You know, if you're looking at a fire and you've got smoking embers or burning embers that are red hot coals, which is like if you're grilling, that's the ultimate place you want to get your grill to is you want to light it. And then the embers, the, the coal that's within it, they light and they become, uh, you, you set it ablaze, but then the embers become so hot, they become fiery red. And that's what you use as a heat source to heat whatever's on your grill. That's the ultimate place. But when you, if you, with a grill, if you mess with those embers too much, they could start uh, start sparking and start causing too much heat and then a fire can start to come and that's that's not good for a grill but for what Paul's speaking about I'm just giving you a natural example so you can visualize embers and see what I'm seeing what Paul's referring to here he's saying rekindle those fires so we want the fire burning we don't want just smoking embers or red hot embers on the inside of us those should be burning inside of you you should have a lit fire burning, a passionate, believe, and, and you don't stay that way. That fire, like I have, a, uh, I have this big green egg. Um, it, it's in storage now, unfortunately, but it'll be out soon. We're moving into our new home very soon. Um, I'll finally have a nice studio back and, you know, nice dampened walls that will everything will sound better. All these wonderful things. None, nevertheless, I have this, this egg and it is a, it's this grill that it's made of, um, I want to say it's, is it porcelain? And it's not porcelain on the inside, but it's like, I mean, they're made to get 900 degrees hot. I mean, hot, not like a regular Weber grill or something that goes up to like 450 or 500 degrees. This thing will get hot, like 750, 800, up to 900 degrees. And I'm talking like less than 15 minutes. It, it just cranks and that thing if you don't watch if you don't it'll just i mean that thing will rip to the if you want to keep it at 400 you want to keep it at 500 600 degrees you got to baby it and watch it and you know and nurse it and make sure it's doing the right things but that thing will will burn in it when you light those embers i mean i'm talking within minutes that thing is smoking and fires coming out of it and you got to really make sure you you temper that thing so it doesn't get too out of control we should be on fire for the things of God, but we have to nurse that. You have to you have to continually put effort into it. You don't. Well, Dylan, I just man, I'm not very passionate about the things of God, and I'm not very excited about going to church. That is not God's problem. That's your problem that you have to deal with and continually put the effort in to rekindle embers and fires on the inside of you to. Uh, to to spark the fire and the flame, not just have the embers that are on that are burning here. I love the example in Second Timothy in the Amplified that he that Paul says, "This is why I remind you to stir up or rekindle the embers, fan the flame, and keep burning with the gracious gift that God, the inner fire that is in you, on the inside of you." It's essential that we continue to keep that thing burning, but it doesn't, here's what you have to understand. It doesn't keep burning just because it's there. You know, like I, I, the first time I ever smoked a, a pork, a pork shoulder on my grill, 
I use my green egg and it's made to do that. It's made to stay at low temperatures and, um, and kind of smoke things out because it's this, you know, this, um, particular type. I, I'm it's slipping my mind. Um, what the type it's, if you know what a big green egg is, but it's made of this, um, material that just gets so hot. I mean, the, you can't touch the thing. I mean, it's, it, it gets really hot, but it's made to keep things inside of it. And, um, for long periods of time, eight, 10, 12 hours and smoke it and just keep it consistently hot. But here's what I found out about my big green egg is that when, the, when, when something's on that grill and I'm, and I'm cooking and that when I cooked that pork shoulder, you had, to, I had to babysit that sucker. I had to sit and watch it and make sure the temperature wasn't going over 250, wasn't going below 200. I had to make sure it was staying where it needed to stay, all these things, and make sure it stayed at the temperature I wanted it to stay at or it would it would die out. It didn't get too hot. It would die out. And if I let it, if I let it alone for too long, that temperature would start to drop. It would start to get below the point that I needed it to be at to to go. But what was interesting is it would never go hotter. It would never just spike super high uh, if I didn't pay attention to it. You know, there was there's there were things I had to do to make it get hotter. There had to be more air involved in it. There had to the vents had to get opened up. This the same thing for your life. You will not just wake up passionate and excited about things every day. You have to rekindle that. This is one of the big reasons I started these devotionals. This is one of the reasons I continue in the devotionals is because without this time, I can get dull. I can get numb to the things of God. That's why even, uh, you know, this, I'm, I'll be going on a trip soon. I, I'm considering taking my podcast stuff, but I'm also considering not taking it because when I, the reason I consider it is because I want to stay on fire for the, for things like this. You know, I took my stuff to a, um, uh, up to my last trip that I, I went on, uh, uh, up North and I took my podcast stuff. I took, uh, but I, I can get numb. I can get weak on the things of God just because God's done something great for you. Doesn't mean you, you know, how doesn't mean you become numb. You can't come numb to it. Why would Paul tell us rekindle that fire if it couldn't burn out and so this is part of discipline to live discipline you must maintain a continual effort in putting in these things to see something come out of it it doesn't just happen automatically you've got to put effort into those things let's look in uh in colossians we're going to introduce this but i probably won't get into all of it today um Let's look in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Yep, we're going to have to part 3 this because I've got more scriptures down here that I'm not going to be able to get to today. But you are you don't want to miss these, these next couple things. Because we go, I start to talk about uh, the Apostle Mark, uh, the, the disciple Mark, and his experience with with Paul and his cousin Barnabas um, and what encounters they have. You don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss that great revelation that the Lord's given me on that. So 
uh, Colossians 3, verse 2. It says, and set your minds, I'm reading of the Amplified, and set your mind and keep them set on what is above. Let me read this out of the New King James. Let's go to the Amplified. I think I already gave it away. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Now, let's read that same verse out of the Amplified. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on things that are on the earth. For as, as far as the world is concerned, you have died, and your new real life is hidden with Christ and God. Well, if your life is hidden with Christ and God, why would we have to continually set our mind on the things of God? Because you're, you're two different people. You have a spirit and a soul. You are a spirit and you have a soul. Your soul is attached to everything that you see. Touch. We are part of our soul. There's nothing wrong with that. But what you have to learn is your soul is not redeemed like your spirit is. Your spirit's ready to go 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But whichever one is stronger and dominates the other one is what's going to give you or, or what, what is what's going to push you in that direction one way or another. So if your soul is more dominating than your spirit is, your soul is going to lead you to what the soul likes, what it touches and feels, sees, hears, all of those things. But if you force your soul to be to eat the things that the spirit likes, studying the word of God, praying in the Holy Ghost, fellowshipping with God, attending church and enjoying church and receiving from the things that you get from church, then your spirit will become nurtured and grow up and develop and will dominate and will dictate to your soul side what it should think, feel, and see. It's still going to have all the emotions and all the things that, that it does, but it will be tamed. It'll become tamed. So here's what happens. Set your mind and keep them set on what is above, on the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died and your new real life is hidden with Christ and God. You're sitting next to God on the throne with Jesus, hidden with him. Verse, verse 4, for when Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in the splendor of his glory. So kill, this is the Amplified, so kill, deaden and deprive of power the evil desire lurking in your members, those animal impulses and all that is earthly within you that is employed in sin, sexual vice, impurity, excuse me, sensual appetites, unholy desires, all greed and covetousness, for that is idolatry, the, defy, the defying of self and other created things instead of God. It is on the account of these very sins that the holy anger of God is never coming upon the sons of, is ever, not never, that the anger of God is always coming upon the sons of disobedience, those who are obstinately opposed to the divine will, among whom you also once walked when you were living in and addicted to such practices. So it's not just this, you don't, it's not just, um, sexual vices or impurity it's also greed and covetousness because these are idolatry when your focus is you it doesn't mean you don't put effort into things that are about you it means your focus isn't you 
and that's where so many people can't balance themselves right is if they can't give everything be it all be about them then they they then there's no compromise for them it's either got to be all about them or not about them at all it, it doesn't have to be that way it can be balanced to where you it is about you but it's may it, your focus is on the on God's things and where your life is hidden in Christ and your new responsibility as a new life that you've you have received that you chose to when you became a Christian. This stuff is good. It, it, here's the thing. I don't this is really really good stuff. I wish I could continue on here but we've got to we've got to wrap up. But promise me, you'll come, make a promise to me. You'll come back for part three of disciplined to live disciplined. Make a commitment to me. You know, I know that these are early in the morning. I'm working on a lot of things here. I'm working on some things that I think you're really going to like. I, I wish I could read you this list right now, but I like having things completed and finished out before we go into them. But we have a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, but promise me you'll come in for part three of these things. This is, um, these are mighty, mighty principles of the word of God. We must focus and live our life. What did he say? What did he say here? What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Set our minds and keep our minds set on what is above. Set your minds on the things that are above. Can you have your, your, can you still do your day-to-day and put put all the effort and necessity into what you've got to do to, to be successful and still have your mind set on the things above? A thousand percent. That's what it's all about. But it takes a disciplined effort to continually do that, not just lackadaisical. Well, if I feel like it, well, I don't really feel like it today. Well, your emotions, your emotions could get, your feelings can get you, can lead you different ways every single day. God's word is continual, there's foundational, and it doesn't lead you different ways every single day. It leads you one direction all the time. It's continual. It doesn't change. It doesn't waver back and forth. Your feelings do continually. My feelings do. You can't tame your feelings. What you can tame is how you listen, if you listen to your feelings or not. You, you can suppress those, but you if you continue in the things of God and you continue in his uh, step and keeping your mind on the things above, discipline will come. Dis- you're being disciplined and God doesn't have to chasten you. He can you can you can discipline yourself and be be a very disciplined, strict person. Well, I love you. This has been a great morning so far. I hope you've had a great day. You're having a great week. I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in this morning. As always, continue to pray for this ministry. We're, we're going to have a breakthrough. Uh, I know we've just we've been doing these morning devotionals, and we need to spark some new things, and I'm working on some new things. So just be patient and continue on with me, and uh, let's be consistent in the things of God, keeping our mind on the things above. Hey, I love you so much. Thanks for joining. Be sure to share the post. Hit the like button while you're still here. Be sure to share it on your page. Take a screenshot of you watching or of the page and tag Get Up With God. It just gets our word out and gets the, the name up in the rankings so people can people that don't follow the page can see the page. Love you so much. 
Hey, be blessed today. Have a great day today, and I will talk to you soon. See you later. Bye-bye.